0: This and the house called. So, I'm not going to do any like crazy big intro. I think we should just get into it. So, we had the Azerbaijan, which I've learned a couple different times how to pronounce now. I thought I I was going to say. I looked it up. I watched a video. You know how do you pronounce the words? Oh, yeah. And somebody said Azerbaijan, and I was like, all right, shipped it.
1: <laughs> but those are always in like weird accents, and they, you get one from like it says Azerbaijan, one says Azerbaijan, and I don't yeah. even know. It. I just yeah. know. I don't really need to look at them. the um, flex. I don't really need to look at those like things. Um, that's another um, thing. I, I think I'm quite smart. I don't. well like It's not smart as in I like you study and shit, but I. Yeah. I don't know i don't need to look i don't need to do research which i should <laughs> but i don't
0: <laughs> yeah i i think as long as i don't say Azerbaijan, i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah oh. man so the race was a little boring in the end although there was some excitement totally unexpected for me i thought the track was going to be unforgiving um i thought there going to be multiple slams into the walls seems like a lot of things were gotten away with that maybe oughtn't to have um i'm thinking stroll hit the wall.
1: yeah the walls in qualifying stroll did hit the wall funnily Mm -hmm. enough right after alonso told him to give the break balance suggestions
0: yeah so i think he was giving that a try yeah
1: (laughs) a little bit of sabotage yeah (laughs) but no um, (laughs) oh you think so i'm just saying it's it's a damn like unlikely coincidence (laughs) take my break settings he walks up and goes and skips a wall.
0: Interesting. The thing That's is, funny. With Baku,
1: most of the like the carnage seems to come in qualifying, and it did because especially because there yeah. were two qualifying sessions, and in the first one we had two. We had Gasly and who was the other one? It was Sonoda No, it wasn't Sonoda. I forgot completely who it was. Which who you were saying uh, before we started recording? Who.
0: Hit the my wall fine. Yeah. I, I have no... It was DeVries. That was it's the wall. I was going to say that because it's always DeVries this weekend. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely mean, was. You were it saying right
1: was. before like how good my memory is. I, I just lost <laughs> it there. <laughs> I, I couldn't have come at a worse time. And then in the second qualifying session, I think we had Logan Sargent hitting the wall as well. So most yeah. of the red flags do come in qualifying. There's not really much in the yeah. race. I think last year we didn't have a single red flag. There was a safety car i believe for carlos signs going off and then leclerc that was just the ultimate shit show for ferrari so i don't really expect much carnage in the race i mean i I do hope for a pile up or two just to make things interesting
0: (laughs) i don't know that i was hoping for that but i kind of was expecting it
1: i was yeah but i think it kind of like went how people foresaw as in Red Bull ran away with it. Ferrari weren't going yeah. to be as competitive in the race as they were in qualifying, which even Charles Leclerc said that, yeah, we know we don't have a good race car compared to Red Bull, but thank God we're, we're good on, on qualifying trim, so we can yeah. hopefully at least give ourselves a shot. But no, it's, uh, it just went how we all expected and sort of. I mean, there was one crash, but it wasn't really a, a crash yeah. crash. I mean, his suspension broke, but I don't think you can call that a, a crash crash.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thank. Speaking of Ferrari, thank thank goodness that Leclerc is a qualifying genius. Like, what <laughs> was that lap? I I literally went back, went driver view, and watched that lap because it was just brilliant. And then didn't
1: he <laughs> set the exact same time? Yes. And in in, in yeah. the in Q, like under the thousand. The end of it, yeah, it was the I, it was identical, yep. and they mentioned when that happened before. In, that wasn't even the only case where that happened in in Q three. I don't think it was either in Q two. Oscar Piastri setting the exact same time as Yuki Tsunoda. Yep. Oh, yeah. that,
0: I was like, I what are the odds? Happen. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's the first time that shit's happened since 1997. I want to say with Perez, mm-hmm. and that that actually decided poll where the three, right. the, the front three starters all set the exact same time. I think it was. Michael Schumacher, Heinz Harald Frentzen, and Jacques Villeneuve. But I think because Villeneuve set his time first, he started on pole. I don't know. I'm just going out about random shit. I'm trying to make up for time.
0: Yeah, no, that's... I, I mean, I didn't watch that race. I wouldn't have recalled that. But they were talking about how that was the last time that happened. No, I, I just think no, it's incredible. Like, either. completely different car setups. Completely different cars. Like, it's just... How do you get down to the thousand? I don't know. Crazy, and then twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oscar was sick. I didn't know that until after.
1: I didn't. He apparently was suffering from like a stomach bug for the entire yeah. weekend. Yeah. How he was able to drive with that is absolutely I incredible. I yeah. wouldn't have even showed up at the track if that was me. <laughs> like yeah. I alone get in the car and do fifty-one laps. He so... had
0: an amazing showing given that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, even even
0: finished. without giving that, he had a pretty good yeah. showing. I, I yeah, forget I where think,
1: I think uh, you can tell I came prepared for this.
0: <laughs> well, you can tell we organized this an hour ago. <laughs> uh, you know, I wrote down, I was taking very diligent notes, I'll have you know, and then you joined in my live watching of it. Not live, but live for me, watching of it, and I just put my pencil down <laughs> and enjoyed with you. <laughs> but you know so uh uh, yeah here
1: i'm proud of the level of self-control i managed to show there because i wanted to say who won so bad i I just want to i have like a strong burning desire to piss people off sometimes
0: (laughs) i know yeah you got me pretty bad you got both of us because you signed on and i was like no spoilers (laughs) and you're like yeah 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 yeah." well some shit goes down at the end i was like
1: what I know, but fair play. I didn't tell you what I just said that you're gonna have a lot of fun covering what happened.
0: I know, and I, I never, ever would have guessed that you were talking about some photographers almost dying. <laughs> Nearly. <came. laughs> I was expecting it was like coming down to, to the last lap, and I was like, "Well, I was thinking in the back of my head, like Ollie said, something happens at the end, so somebody must fuck up here." <laughs>
1: You had the just... F1 TV commentary. You had Alex Jakes watching it live. It was Ted Kravitz. He nearly had a. Me- I think he did have a meltdown. No, oh. it's screaming. saying, Albina coming into the pit lane. This it must be the ex going to make a stop. But there's all scrutineers and photographers all over the pit. There's people all over the pit lane. What's going to happen? He-, he-, he had a meltdown.
0: The pits. Uh, Maybe yeah. this. Is it. That one might do this it. It's got to be it. Yeah, there we go.
1: I should be saying. Holy that crap! Of- I shouldn't be saying that over a clip of someone nearly getting killed by an F1 car. <laughs> yeah, Is this a commentary go, you had nearly... No, um, they basically all they said was it's an absolute shambles of organisation. And I ended up watching <laughs> um, one of the photographers who does every race, Kim Ilman. He's amazing, mm-hmm. and he was basically talking about what happened, who gave the signal, and so on, and just what come of it, basically.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, there's a there's one final person that jumps out of the way, like just barely here. Oh, he must have a death wish. right there. <laughs> they were still stepping out as they, even as they saw him. Uh huh. Yeah, because he, there's people behind a crowd of people that don't even see the car yet. That was that was and insane. I
1: heard that the photographers there, especially lined up straight on, they didn't even hear ocon coming down. Oh, really? Yeah, because there were still cars going at a lot higher speed on track. So, yeah. and they're going to be a lot louder.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Super dangerous. Super dangerous. That's like stuff that you wouldn't see in the modern era. Like you'd expect that, that would be like a 70s clip.
1: <laughs> we've seen it three times in the last year. We had in in Melbourne, people had jumped the steward barriers and gotten on as they were crossing oh, the line.
0: Yeah. That's true. Obviously we
1: had Ocon and then with Alex Albon in Melbourne last year, he made his pit stop but right at the last lap as well. And there were people still in the pit lane. That.
0: I forgot. Wow, it should have been extra regulated. It should be locked down and known, you know. Oh yeah. At this point, that's crazy. That's
1: like, crazy. how did they not know? Were they not like? Well, I don't know if they're keeping up with the race or not, but surely they must have known that Ocon still had to come in.
0: They ought to be keeping up with the race. They're there to photograph it. <laughs> Let's talk about Checo, oh. Checo and Max, Checo oh, this on the smells his
1: own. of Hamilton and Rosberg. Please, <laughs> all I'm saying, Horner, if you're listening, you're probably not. Let them fight, please.
0: Let them fight. Yes. yes. I think Horner's on record recently as saying in the past couple of days, if uh if Max wants to if Checo wants to challenge Max, he's free to challenge, which seems to be the case. I mean, I think they're racing flat out. You know, Leclerc, uh after the race, uh, not after the race. Yeah, after the race, he was uh, in an interview, he mentioned how red bulls both so far away that uh they're they're likely not putting their all into it because they don't need to but i I was thinking they kind of are because they want to beat each other
1: (laughs) i think the argument that the red bull are holding back is a bit stupid because especially with and i think george russell said it in melbourne why would you if it's pre-season testing and you don't want to show your full capabilities of the car then fair enough right but you're four races into the season Right. Why not? Why right. just? Why not just go out there, put your best car out, and absolutely dominate? Why do you still feel they need to hold back when you're mm-hmm. fighting for a championship? Maybe it could be a sign that they're too cocky and confident that they know they're going to win even if they hold back. Or, like, it's just... It, I think it's a stupid argument, because why would you hold back when there's a championship on the line? Like, in right. testing, when there's nothing to, to play for, that's mm-hmm. fine. But... When when you're in the middle of the season, the, why do you hold back? Why do you hinder your own cast performance?
0: I completely agree. Also, you know, let's say, you know, the other teams see them holding back. Let's say they're holding back and they're, you know, half a second ahead of everyone else on a given track on a given day or something versus maybe they pretend they're not holding back and then they're a second ahead like they're still ahead and the teams are gonna be doing whatever they can to get as fast as they can there's no like i don't know like the holding back thing doesn't really accomplish i don't think too much in terms of strategy to hold back other teams other teams are going to go for as much as they can regardless of how far behind red bull they are everybody's trying to bring their all
1: i hope they do hold back give us something to watch at least
0: <laughs> so okay so yeah so we i want to come back to Checo, but if you remove the two red bulls from this race it actually wasn't that bad of a race it was like a fantastic race
1: it is and there's actually good battling it's just a shame it's for (laughs) 14th yeah you you want to see that like for the lead and that's why 2021 i think was the best season of f1 we've ever had call me alongside 2010 it was just Mm -hmm. unreal and because you had two, like you had an amazing, amazing battles, controversy, all that. People still haven't forgotten about it, and people still will not like forgive Michael Massey for that. Okay, yeah, bring on.
0: it, bring it back to 2010 because I wasn't watching dedicatedly in 2010. Mm. Set it the stage. was
1: it was a mental season. You had five drivers in contention for the championship in Abu Dhabi. Uh, off the top of my head, Fernando Alonso. Sebastian Vettel, Lewis Hamilton, Mark Webber, mm-hmm. and I want to say Jensen Button, and who went, who actually eventually did win it. Sebastian Vettel wasn't even leading the championship until Abu Dhabi, when he won oh. it. Wow! Wow! And Alonso, I'm pretty sure, still has a death wish on Vitaly Petrov um, after that race because he was he needed to finish at least fourth. He was in fifth. Petrov was in fourth. He held him back for the entire race. He didn't give two shits about the championship, which you want. Wow. You know, you want people fighting for the position, and yeah, wow. If you if you don't, you you go at the end of the day. So you, you can understand why. But 2010 yeah. was just—it was mad. It was one of the only seasons that we had Valencia on the calendar, and that was huh. odd. That, that track was weird. It's like it's a bit like Vegas this year. Um, huh. It drove over this massive bridge. It was—it's actually still there, but it's abandoned now. And you can still go really? to it. You can still see like 10-1, like the curb on the inside and the big hairpin at the back. Wow. twenty. It, it, it feels so weird because it was only 13 years ago, but it just feels so different. It's like you've gone back in time like 40 years or something, but it's only <laughs> at the start of the 2010s. It's just so weird how quickly things have evolved.
0: We're old, Ollie. We're old. We're old. Yeah, old. <laughs> 13 years ago that... is... <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not old. I'm 90 I'm not old. I'm nearly 20. <laughs> that makes me feel old.
0: You're 20? Okay, we don't get that designation. You're young. Screw you. (laughs) I'm old.
1: Thank God. I don't want to feel old. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Uh, Mark Webber. Funny you bring that up. Mark Webber is now Oscar Piastri's, what, coach, strategist, something?
1: Uh, I think that and his manager as well, like sort of his agent. So he was the one that sort of negotiated his way into the McLaren seat.
0: I see. But okay.
1: I, I don't. I don't really think he had much to do with the um, incident with Alpine, shall we say?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there was a race uh, that I mean I didn't catch, but I think there was a race that Mark Webber was uh, supposedly vomiting into his helmet. Do you remember that?
1: I do. That was Suzuka in two thousand and either five or six. I want to say, but it wow. might have been later. Look he... at
0: that brain stats master. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all i know is that it was like lap four and he ended up coming onto his radio saying oh i'm vomiting i can't do this much more and then the sounds of him vomiting which um oh my god i can't do otherwise it'll make me feel sick
0: yeah so and did he, he did he pull out of the race or did he keep going yeah
1: yeah he did um that wasn't the only time something that weird happened to him i think one of the ones um he uh, <laughs> he retired because his seat was getting too hot to the point where during a pit stop they had to put a bucket of water They like just douse him in the cockpit just to make sure Ooh. that his seat was it cooled down. But no. He wow. on the team radio he officially said I think it, there's burning in my arse. Oh and my then god. He just he pulled in and just called it there. He's oh, like, No, oh fuck gosh. this. I don't want to do this if I don't have to. My ass is burning, I want out.
0: He's like, I do want to have children someday, so <laughs> let's go ahead and pull this car in. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, so then back to Checo. So, you and I, I don't know where you land on Checo. I'm a huge Checo supporter. Max has skill. I'm not denying Max's skill. I think Checo is underrated. I think Checo is often underlooked, and the team, it seems like, is built around Max, which is a reasonable strategy, but I think Checo really is showing that he can contend for world driver. Uh, I don't know. What do you Absolutely.
1: think? Absolutely. I, I, I like him because he spent so long as a backmarker. Yeah. With 2011, and then he had a stint with McLaren that didn't really work out for anyone. And then he went back to Force India, and since then, he had spent so long in yeah. such a, a, a... Not a terrible car, but not a Red Bull.
0: Right. Um, it really wins your heart when when it does, drivers. He does, yes. Yeah. In
1: Bahrain in 2020, oh, my God. I screamed like a girl because he, he came... <laughs> And that was the first race, I think, properly that he showed that he's a championship fighting driver because he was spun to the back on lap one, came through the entire field. Bit of misfortune for George Russell, which cost him the win. But no, um, I really do like Checo. And I do think that he's one of the only drivers on the grid that's capable of taking it to max. But I think, to be fair, I say that. But if you put half of the grid in the RB19, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, a lot of them. I think a few of them could take it to Max, but
0: uh-huh. I was Max is say. just a,
1: a different beast. He's on a different level, and I don't think I don't think that Checker will beat into it. But I want them to at least fight, just so it's not completely boring, and just to show that Red Bull don't, don't have clear favourites. Which you wouldn't blame them for having a favourite in Max, but you don't mm. want it to make it too obvious, just because you know. There's been so much controversy and so much shit that's been caused by releasing drivers, especially such as Alex Albon, Pierre Gasly, Daniel Ricciardo in the past. So yeah, you you don't want the things to boil over and Cecho to leave because he doesn't feel appreciated.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's an all right strategy. You just have to manage emotions. And they seem to be getting on a lot better than they had in the past, it seems like. I don't know. They seem Things have had to turn funny. over pretty quick. If we remember Brazil last year, when mm-hmm. um, that that entire
1: year was just chaos between the two. Yeah. Because in Monaco, Max accuses Perez of deliberately crashing and qualifying to keep pole. <laughs> right. And then in Brazil, when Sergio lets Max through uh-huh. to try and catch the Ferraris ahead, he, could, he couldn't. And the agreement was that if he didn't catch them, he'd let him through. Did he let him through? Ooh. No, he didn't. Right. And... And that Max said he has his reasons. That was that was what he said. He said, "I have yeah. my reasons, and you all should know." So th- while he never actually directly said that's what a lot of people thought it was for.
0: Yeah, and his the the reasons he's referring to are selfishness and immaturity. I think. <laughs> <laughs> what else could stand in for reasons there? Huh? <laughs> Costing I a mean, Paul in
1: Monaco, I think, would be a pretty big one.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. And I don't, exactly. I
1: don't, I don't back that argument because. Yes, Perez did crash in Monaco at the last second of Q3, but Carlos Sainz crashed at the exact same spot. Mm. Like, not even the 30 seconds, like five seconds later, crashed at mm-hmm. the exact same spot, the exact same incident. So unless they've both deliberately done it, which the chances right. of that are slim to none, right. I don't think he deliberately crashed. No, there's no reason for him to.
0: Yeah, I think that would be pretty scandalous if it came out that there was a deliberate crash. Speaking Pardon of deliberate
1: crashes, in. we'll get onto that later. I have a very good point in here that I can't Ooh. wait to get on.
0: Br- bring it on now. Let's hear it.
1: Let's go. Felipe Massa has gathered a legal team to challenge the results and protest the results of the 2008 championship season.
0: 2008. Yeah, a long time ago.
1: It was, yeah, and it's. You can tell he's thought about it because <laughs> it's. It's been a long time. He's it's had long 15, enough. Huh? Fifteen years ago, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's, got he's, he's had a notes. bit of time to think. <laughs> <laughs> but now, for, for that context, you need to go back to Singapore. Now, Singapore was... It was the first ever night race in F1 that year, Singapore 2008. Really? And, yeah, Alonso ended up winning in a not-quite-as-dominant Renault. But the only reason he did win was because he had pitted before. And then, right after he came out, his teammate, Nelson Piquet Jr., had crashed and it came out after that he crashed deliberately to help Alonso.
0: Where where does
1: this tie into Massa? I hear you ask. Don't worry. mm -hmm. Massa had suffered a pit stop error with his refueling when it was still allowed and the hose had gotten stuck into the the valve and the little opening on the Mm -hmm. side of his car and they Mm -hmm. couldn't get it off but then the green light showed he drives off the hose comes with him wipes out one of his mechanics and he has to stop at the end of the pit lane and they have to basically force it off his car. That dropped him down to last. Then Lewis Hamilton ended up finishing third behind Nico Rosberg, and those would, I think, eventually be the points that proved to leading him win the championship because he only won it in wow. the end by one point in Brazil. Wow! So, and after the race, this this is where it gets interesting because, like, in the years following the race, the former CEO of F1, Bernie Eccleston has said he's gone and looked back and he's gone yeah you know what maybe we should have overturned and avoided the results of that race so that's probably leading Massa to think hang on a minute i've got a shot at a legitimate claim at that championship so he could be awarded it if he decides to go through with it
0: wow so okay so how would the fia handle that how would the fans handle that how would that go down that there would be absolute
1: riots <laughs> especially from the, the team lh fans um wouldn't like it at all because not only does it mean he gets one less he also no longer is equaling Schumacher's record and I think that that means that debate is probably over but I don't I I don't think he will because you don't really like go that far in history just to overturn the result of the championship I mean I could say if I were an F1 driver in the 70s you know something happened in that race that I don't like I should have been the champion then you know you need to go back and look at what happened 50 years ago right doesn't really make sense
0: yeah yeah I mean, so, I mean, I'm no lawyer or anything, but you see this in, in court cases and stuff where new evidence comes out mm. and somebody's been sitting in prison for a number of years and justice has to be served, but I think this is kind of like a different scenario. I don't know. I think there would be outrage either way.
1: Yeah, there would be definitely, but you know Felipe Massa's. he's moved past it, so I'm, I'm not sure that he would be like ironclad on going through with it, but it is an interesting thing to, to keep a track on and I kind of hope he does just to see how that all transpires. I just like sitting here and watching the world burn, to be honest.
0: So what is it that he's up against? He's he's considering filing a lawsuit or uh, yeah, what is it just
1: to, he's just trying to overturn the results of the 2008 championship and him giving the, world, the driver's championship for that year.
0: And how does, how does he go about that, like through press or through talking to the FIA or is it literally legal action? I,
1: I do think he gathers a legal team for that and then takes it to the FIA obviously there's been a change in personnel and not everyone who was there in 2008 is still with them True, but it's still the organization as a whole that was still governing the spot back then so you do take it up with them and then you go back and see right well you need to investigate what happened overturn the results and give
0: me the title. Gosh. That's crazy to think that (laughs) 15 years ago results are being contended. Yeah. That's crazy. Fast is retiring. So this is the man, so like I alluded to, I haven't followed F1 dedicatedly for the past decade like you have. I've gotten much more involved uh, in the past couple of years. So Franz Tost isn't like a household name for me, but he's been around for a long time, yeah?
1: He has. He's been in control of AlphaTauri or Toro Rosso since they were formed in 2006, and he was the one who gave Sebastian Vettel his big break in Formula 1, and we know how that ended. So he's like he has done wonderful and just miraculous things for that team. But he's he's been in F1 for, let me try and count, 17 hmm. years? Wow. And so you'd understand why it's time for him to step down. But Ferrari sure. weren't happy with that announcement. Because yeah. alongside that, they also announced that the Ferrari's technical director, Lauren Mechies, has is going to take over. And they were like, well, hang on a minute. We weren't quite ready to let that information be public. Mm-hmm. So just slow down a bit, Chief.
0: Yeah, well, it's public now. <laughs>
1: Is and that 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 means they have now we've got to like scramble through contracts and stuff, get like sorted when he's going to leave, who they're going to bring back in. It's it's just going to be a madness in Ferrari. It's
0: it, when is it not a madness in Ferrari? <laughs> Ferrari just is madness. It it's but controlled yeah.
1: madness. It is madness, but they're I don't want to say they're good, but they are very good because they can win races. Yeah. But it's yeah. it, well, it's it's controlled chaos
0: controlled chaos and you know they're the car in red that's what that's what every you know seven year old turning on the race Sebastian Vettel
1: says everyone is a Ferrari fan
0: yes yeah exactly yeah and I don't know I mean Leclerc seems to really want to do it with Ferrari yeah but then there have also
1: been rumors of him jumping ship to Mercedes
0: I've heard that do you think he'll do it it's a tough one because yeah.
1: right now Ferrari, even with all the chaos, look better than Mercedes. Yeah, but you just think exactly. that if Mercedes can find that one little thing that made them click in the turbo hybrid era, that they're going to be on it. And but then that also begs a question because Hamilton has been rumored to retire for like at least the past three years. Okay, and. Well, does that sudden change in Mercedes' performance make him want to stay and fight for an eighth? Because I think <laughs> he's already ruled out this year because the car has been too similar to last year for yeah. too long. I think if they needed to, if they were hoping to fight for a championship, they would have needed to make the changes at the first race.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: I think they're That's- too far along to, to start planning a title hope. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to... I think he did sign a multi-year deal with them last year. They kept them until 2024, 2025. Okay. But that doesn't always guarantee that he's not going to think, well, no, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm gone. So Leclerc, I think, would be first in line to Ooh. to take that seat, especially I don't think Lando Norris would, even with his growing rumors of leaving McLaren, because he's more, I think, Red Bull. Like I don't know.
0: I, yeah, I think Lando really wants to stay with McLaren. I think the rumors seem to be everybody but him saying, yeah, why don't, don't you leave? leave. <laughs>
1: that's because he's still there yeah (laughs) i I think that there's there's two different stories one when you're with the team and one when you finally left the team you can look back and say now i wanted to become the entire time i was just trying to please management yeah no it was like i said in the first episode how long does that faith last because you you cannot with a driver of his skill yeah be sitting in an average car year after year after year and not challenge for a title which i do genuinely believe he could be doing at this point in his career
0: i believe so too
1: it just grows on you and you think right well why am i not getting the equipment i need to win races to challenge for championships yeah. i'm gonna go somewhere that will give me that equipment and you know in the best interest of my career have fun with whoever you bring in pato from indycar or alex below or whoever you bring in i don't care sayonara
0: he is pretty young so he may feel like he has some years to play with he, he came in as the youngest one of the youngest
1: he was 19 when he entered. Same age as me. Right. What have I done with
0: my life? <laughs> yeah, why aren't you Andor Norris? Come on. Oh,
1: it's now. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so how old is he now then? Twenty-three? Is he either Four. twenty-three
1: or twenty-four, I think. Okay, yeah.
0: so I, um, I kind of feel like he has some years to toss around. I don't know. I'll speak as an old guy. I kind of tossed around most of my twenties. You kind of just spend them frivolously, and then you're like, "Oh crap, thirty! Oh shit!" I <laughs> <laughs> did that game. You're not be?
1: making me excited for that at all.
0: <laughs> That's how it goes. That's what. If I, I end up thirty working.
1: and being depressed, I'm blaming you.
0: Oh, I'm not depressed. I just feel like I definitely mm. spent some years a little, a little. Uh, yeah, you don't realize how fast they come. But yeah, I, I think that he has a he has a clear a view of wanting to do it with McLaren. Absolutely, and but
1: I, I just don't think you will.
0: I think you're right. You <laughs> don't think McLaren is going to be up at the front of the grid this year. No.
1: The best year they had in recent years was 2021. And even then, they didn't look like a contender. They won a race in Monza. They almost won a race in Russia. And they still didn't even look that good. I mean, no, yeah. in Monza, they... I don't think that was as good as Russia would have been because Max and Lewis crashed. In Russia, they were both still in with a chance. I think Max mm. had a yeah, Max had a grid penalty that dropped him to the back, but he's still still Max Verstappen, you know. And it's still Formula One; anything can happen sure. in two hours of a race. But they just didn't. They looked average at best at, for the majority of the races, except the one that they won. But no, I, I don't think that. They're in a position unless something changes drastically and fast. I don't think A, they'll be able to challenge for a championship and B, they'll keep Lando for much longer.
0: Yeah. I think he signed a contract through at least next year, but maybe the next two, to be honest. Yeah, but like but you as say, Daniel
1: Ricardo proved to us last year, contracting yeah. Formula One mean fuck off.
0: That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean I I uh we're both McLaren fans, so we got to be careful about being too heavy. But I really have been enjoying Oscar and and uh, and Lando just kind of like challenging each other. Oh,
1: yeah. And they, they look like such good friends as well, so early on in the little yeah. partnership. It's almost yeah. as if it's, it's like Carlando coming back again, which I still haven't. Carlando. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, don't even get me started because that was. That so was
0: good. Yeah. That was but, very, like, very good. In
1: one of the. Uh, in like the little post race 32nd clip on the instagram like they were both looking at each other like there is nobody else in this paddock i would rather be standing next to right now it was so cute it was (laughs) it was so good it was like this might be it this was this is probably gonna end up being what they thought lando and daniel was gonna be yeah better
0: so looking back uh science has not had too much luck at ferrari do you think i mean it's not like he would have had anything better at mclaren but Midcar midcar would he've had a better time hanging with Lando and the McLaren team or do you think he's happy with his decision?
1: I think he's got to be happy with it, surely, because Ferrari is the most prestigious team in the history of Formula 1. Yeah. The only constructor to have spent every year in in the championship, but Yeah. You know, and when you get an offer to join a team like Ferrari, you don't say no. But,
0: That's true. No.
1: I do I, I think he was still competing with, with McLaren he was still in the hunt I think in Monza he came second like half a second behind mm-hmm. Gasly in the end
0: yeah he was doing alright
1: yeah but in Ferrari you just see him compete for a front spot more often and eventually got his first win at Silverstone mm-hmm. um, which I was there I still <laughs> it was so you were crazy. there I, I, I was and I was at the corner oh, nice. where Joe crashed and I oh, had wow. a, a, a small bit of debris flicked up I caught it I still
0: have it. Really? Oh, really? man. Wow. I've
1: got it in a little box, yeah. It's like a little just black, like, sort of strip. You can't really see. Like, you can't you couldn't tell it's rough on a long cut, but it's a nice little memento.
0: And it's carbon fiber bit? Uh, yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. I mean, Ferrari is, it's a, it's a, um... It's a sensation. It's a, it's a, you, when you get an offer from Ferrari, you have to take an offer from Ferrari. Exactly. Be the driver in red. Yeah. Maurice is, you know, it seems like with the way that he entered, very cocky and now he's very disappointing. Everybody's kind of loving it for now. But does he, does he, What's going on with the Does he deserve all of the like you know whole fan base against him for a sec here, or does he have something? Is he the new Gotifi?
1: <laughs> no one will ever be the new Gotifi. <laughs> but no, I don't think that he deserves all the hate that he's getting, and I do think he deserves to see in Formula One. But I was never really too excited about him coming in, like everyone else. There was so much hype about him coming in, and yeah. But no he won the f2 title in 2019 in a pretty lackluster field he won the formula e championship in 2021 in another pretty lackluster field yeah. so he kind of won those by default and mm. then came in okay he had a stellar performance at monza yeah but i that's nothing i don't think that alex Haldon wouldn't have done anyway and him coming yeah. in is i don't know the grid needs a, a stereotypical like resident back like back marker yeah, we had Mazepin we had Latifi,
0: uh-huh.
1: and there's no real like. I don't know. You you need at least one just to let people know where they stand at least, and um, sure. I, I I think it's unfortunate that DeVries is in the position that he is, but I do think he will improve if Alfatari give him the chance, and they're known for not doing that quite a lot. Um, I, d- I hope he doesn't get the Daniel Cleat treatment, but yeah, you never know with Alfatari.
0: Yeah, I, I I think that um, so he had some impressive things coming in, but I think a lot of the hype was generated from him more than yeah. other people around him, and that makes a big difference. Like if you contrast that with Oscar Piastri, a, a very impressive record coming in, but the guy's real quiet and humble, and that makes a big difference. You want the you want the 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 hype build up to be other people speaking about you, not you speaking about yourself necessarily. So I think he's kind of done this to himself, but I kind of think this is just like the hangover from that cocky, overhyped period. And I think he'll settle down and uh, not settle down, but I think he'll, his performance will uh, get better than what we saw. I just think weekend.
1: it comes down to unrealistic expectations because people foresaw a lot better for him than what he's actually doing. But this has probably met my expectations for him quite well. And I wasn't yeah. one of the people that thought, oh, he's going to instantly finish in, like top five, top six, whatever.
0: Yeah, that, I sure didn't think that. <laughs> it's a
1: completely different series for him. He's never really... He's yeah. done FP1 sessions. Like He's had more FP1 sessions last year than he had hot meals, but no, he... <laughs> he, no, he He's not used to it, is he? He's, he yeah. needs time to, to settle in, to develop himself. And once he does, I do yeah. think then that the expectations so will start seeing him match what people thought of him and maybe even better. Sure. Well, yeah. Not right away, no. You can't really expect anyone to hit the ground running like, like yeah. that.
0: I love what that dynamic has done to Yuki. I mean, he's become the team leader at this point, and I think he's really shining for it. AlphaTauri updates seem to have hit well. Uh, their straight-line speed this past weekend was great, and um, Tsunoda put in... What, what was he? P7? For qualifying? Yeah. For the sprint, though.
1: No, that that was for the sprint. For the in sprint, the yeah. race, he was P nine.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, just like, in front of Piastri. three. Which yeah. is, I like the dynamic of Yuki being team leader. Is it you, you? get to see more like what he can do and like under a, a position of, of stress, like of pressure. Yeah. Because in you even said as uh, my cats just come through <laughs> that he was um he sort of just tucked in and sat <laughs> behind Gasly for 21 and 22, you can step off the keyboard.
0: Um... <laughs> oh, you know what? LeClaire commented on his radio that a cat almost yeah. stepped in front of the uh, safety car in the race. Was it you? <laughs> yeah. Was it you? <laughs> oh. What's her name? Or his name? Monza. Monza? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never stopped delivering, Ollie. <laughs>
1: Uh, Manza doing, yeah she was just sitting on the back of the chair pissing me off
0: wow adorable and and me. I think we've all kind of had the same like kind of experience where he was like a little brash over the radio at first a little yeah. bit of an unlikable person at first but I think he's super grown on the inside and as a driver
1: yeah he is I think De Vries will be on a very similar trajectory to him because in 2021 Sonoda came in he did okay in his first race, um P9 in Bahrain, and then just crashed. And he even said when he got his contract renewed, oh, I'm surprised that that's happened because I crashed a lot and cost the team a lot of money. Yeah. And he's just so likable, though. I really enjoy yeah. him. Yes, he gets frustrated, but you expect, if you were in that position, you'd know, at 200 miles an hour and someone cuts across you, you're not sure. going to be happy.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I do really that like kind him. of stuff, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do
1: really like him, and I think that, Sooner or later, I think if um, Sonoda maybe even goes to Red Bull and then DeVries becomes team leader if he sticks around at Alfatari for long enough, I think he'll eventually grow into that position as as well as Yuki has done. And I think we'll see similar performances, if not better, out of him. It's just that the car that Yuki's been given hasn't always been great. But I think if you put him in good machinery, as we saw in Formula Two and the several junior championships, that he can win races.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, quite a good defender if uh, Oscar Piastri is to answer to that. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's everything we wanted to cover about the past weekend, except for the ah sugar. We'll just, we'll just get that in there. Ah sugar. <laughs> ah sugar.
1: That is that, that is a thing. That is something that British people use a lot more than I'm proud to admit.
0: Oh, is it? <laughs> it it is. Brand new yeah. to me. I was like, "What a guy."
1: there's sugar bollocks is another popular one but he's not gonna say he's too nice to say bollocks
0: yeah yeah Um, well princess uh princess george if max is to be asked i I
1: loved that i loved it and i hated it at the same time Uh because i do think it was a slight overreaction on max's part yeah but it was just so funny to watch
0: yeah it was well it, it was an overreaction it was a little bit like you know I feel like all sponsors are like, ah, as they're watching something like that go down. <laughs> but it's also kind of fun, and um, you know, you have to know that you have to stand your ground as a driver out there. You can't give in, and those are two drivers that don't give in. George has shown that a few times. It's a helicopter. That's where I think. That's that.
1: where I think that the finally the Mercedes no side pod design will come in.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> George is like, well, what do you got a sidepod for? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It yeah, was like, yeah, I'll but... put a
1: hole in your side pod. You'll say, yeah, we'll expect that next time, dickhead. Do it! Okay. I've not got any side pods! <laughs> <laughs> Try me! <laughs> yeah,
0: There's nothing exactly. there to hit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, so Max got out of the car and was staring. Hands on hips at the freaking oh, yeah. hole in his side It's like, a, it's it's side like pod. An
1: Alonso at Brazil 2012. That, that, that meme.
0: I couldn't believe how big that hole was, to be honest. And given that, I was a lot less excited for Leclerc holding on to second, because I was like, "Well, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of drag." <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: I mean, even with a massive hole in his product, the RB19 is again, it's probably the most yeah. dominant car we've seen in F1 for a long time.
0: Yeah, for sure. And
1: even if you put a hole in it, that just shows. That gives Red Bull all the more reason to be as arrogant as they have been. You could yep. put a hole in it and it would still be the crickest car on the grid.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, uh, the Horner saying, you got by without contact. and <laughs> Max said, yeah, I know how to do that. <laughs> such sass. Such yeah. sass. I, I love it, and, I'm and all and right. If
1: you're your Perez as well, and you, if you heard that message to Max at the end, Perez got lucky, Yeah. I don't know how he's going to feel about that.
0: I did not like that message. I mean, it just seems unnecessary. I mean, he can say that to Max. Like, that's such a public place to be saying something like that. It just goes to show how much Horner and the Red Bull team are built around Max. I just think Horner
1: needs to remember that he's in charge of two drivers sometimes. Yes.
0: Yes. And that it's not
1: just Max Bull Racing or whatever you want to call it.
0: Max Bull Racing. Red
1: Red Verstappen Racing, whatever. I don't know. Uh huh
0: yeah yeah
1: it just seems too max centric at the moment i think he needs to be you don't blame him but you need to be a little more accepting that okay you've got two drivers who can fight for a championship let them
0: absolutely i hope that we do see that one thing that um you know while max is a very uh good driver one thing that i feel like people get over on him is i don't think that he has the like 10 or 20% of his brain reserved to thinking about strategy like some of the other drivers Leclerc and George Russell especially always are thinking Alonso of course Alonso just has 120% of a brain he's just always thinking and i i, I just don't see that same level of like finesse out of Max i mean he's a good driver he's fast as hell but he just he kind of gets played sometimes like Leclerc uh will will make him burn through his tires I think Checo said this past weekend that's what he was trying to get Max to do is just burn through his tires at first and I don't think Max is thinking about I could be wrong but I don't I just don't think that Max is thinking on that level when he's driving he's just foot down hands on steering wheel
1: yeah because he's just used to having a dominant car so I think his philosophy might just be get in drive fast win go home
0: yeah he's very competitive very fast and with a good car that's all you need But i really love it when i see that like 40 chess being played from the drivers and it's not just the team strategists i love to see that all right ollie take us to miami
1: that is a it's a very weird one because it's a street circuit but it's built more like a purpose built track and i think that might just suit max's style a little bit more because he's more used to those and with paris he's more suited to like traditional street circuits big 90 degree corners you know bumpy surface yeah. None of that you really get at Miami. <clears throat> it's more flowing and like it's a bit like Jeddah. Um, so yeah, I just think that Max again will dominate. I I don't think it's really a car specific track. Um, although Ferrari did perform a lot better than last year, but then they were a lot better in pretty much every regard last year in comparison to this year. Yeah. So so far, I don't know in terms of like who I think will win. I still think it'll be Red Bull. But like, where do yeah. I see? Like the underdogs and stuff. I don't know. McLaren were running pretty well there last year before Norris got killed by Gasly. But no, I, I just still think it'll be Red Bull. You know, races nowadays are very boring to predict because every race is just Red Bull, Red Bull, Red Bull, Red Bull. Red Bull, Red Bull. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Nobody can stop them at the moment.
0: Yeah. Well, I uh, you bring up Gasly. I sure hope he has a better race than he did this past weekend. And yeah, he, he deserves it. I think he's been putting in some work. He's just had some misfortune for sure yeah miami uh i don't find it to be as interesting of a track out of out of the whole calendar um i don't know as as an american dude it doesn't seem to represent the us very well it probably represents florida real well but it just looks like a giant cheeseburger to me yeah, so, my <laughs> I don't dad gets
1: excited because he's a massive miami dolphins fan
0: oh okay the, yeah
1: the, the circuit is literally in the car park or parking lot i should say of the hard rock stadium so he gets excited, and that's pretty much the only excitement I see all weekend. Regarding, <laughs> yeah. Um, except when they brought in Juan Pablo Montoya for commentary on FP two, Oh, mm. I was screaming. Oh, I loved it. Wow. Uh, but I wonder, like, um, because we get five races in the next six weeks, or like f- sort of four now. Yeah. Quick succession. Um, Baku's just passed. I'm really looking forward to, to Monaco as well. That's just that day in yeah. general, I think, because in the Indy 500s on after that, which is, I think, I still am under the impression that that's the best race, full stop. Monza?
0: Oh, no, no not Monaco.
1: Or which one? Um, the Indy 500. I love
0: oh, that. Oh, 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 oh.
1: I absolutely love that race. Um, God, that was a bit. He was like, he was a, <laughs> like what was that oh 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 Oh, hang on we do not talk about other sports here (laughs)
0: sorry (laughs) that's not how i meant it i was just catching up to you i think i missed something and i looked a little dumb there for a second i was like oh man
1: (laughs) i was committing a crime against humanity for a second i was (laughs) like
0: nope that was just me reprocessing rebooting <laughs> no, there's
1: nothing really exciting about miami except the huge celebrity appeal yeah and the, just a yeah. spectacle because in terms of putting on a show it's probably the best i've seen ever apart from probably vegas when that comes around
0: that'll be interesting to see they're gonna
1: put a lot and i mentioned to you when we were watching baku that they're putting on like a three million million dollar package on for something
0: yeah that's insane and money for it is just...
1: but it's just it, it's showing you just how much they want to make it a spectacle yeah well that then do, does that take away from the race because miami they tried so hard to make it a big show you know all right. glitz and glamour and bright lights and fireworks and all that right do you think that's just taking a, a, well, away from the race? And i think because they're just they have not really focused on what happens on track especially when all of the weekend is supposed to be about that
0: yeah, you know, I think both can coexist. And I think those who want to pay attention to one thing or the other can kind of do that. I I, I believe that the showiness and the fireworks can happen as well as a good race on track. Um, I'll go with that until proven otherwise. So I'm all right with all that stuff because it brings some people into the sport. And more attention and more money kind of bringing into the sport makes a lot of things better. So yeah, but I'm... Then... I'm
1: that sort of just drives the greed level of the, especially the owner, I think. I don't want to say anything too bad because, well, I don't know. He could see sure. this and I'd get, he'd send like a, a mob of Italian madmen at me. Yeah. Die. But no. <laughs> he's just, I don't think he's like, he's just doing everything for the money, which is, it's the case, sadly, in a lot of things. And it's the reason why we don't see many historical tracks. I think they're talking about Spa getting replaced. Um, only acceptable if it's by Kyle Lamy i will not be hearing anything otherwise um <laughs> but it money drives everything now especially in formula one and that's the does. reason i think there's a, a vegas race now is because money they want it to be a massive yeah. show and spectacle yeah and, uh, it's weird because the track looks so bad i'm ex- i'm fully like exp- i'm I, i'm willing to be proven wrong and i really hope i am but when you just look at the layout and especially with miami as well when that first came out it's better than the other one they've proposed. Holy shit. The other one, <laughs> straight corner, hairpin, straight another hairpin, corner, finish line. Yikes. That's like Vietnam 2.0. <laughs> I'm, we're not having that again. And they're talking about going back to Vietnam as well. Another thing. Uh, no, it's I just stick with how it is. The normal mm. historical tracks, good yeah. racing, because that is what brings in the money at the end of the day, not some, you know, boring.
0: That's Spectacle. true. I mean there yeah, that's a fair point that some sort, short-term vision can kind of like sell out what the essence of the sport is and and it it peters out because it doesn't have the actual, you know, essence of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I do like those historical tracks. I do. Oh, I don't yeah. typically like newer tracks. I don't I don't like purpose-built tracks as much as city tracks also. I don't know although i think i'm alone on that one i may
1: be a little biased but my favorite track is always silverstone mm. i just love it it's historical it's been since 19 it was the site of the first ever f1 race as well
0: that's um, a lot of people's favorite track
1: it is yeah and for good reason because it produces such good racing
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah fair enough
1: it's just amazing in every single way
0: yeah all right, well, I, I think we've done a nice uh, coverage here. I don't know how many hours we're at. <laughs> but hopefully, I think that's everything yeah. I was hoping to talk about.
1: Yeah, hopefully we don't have to do much more. It is 3 or 1 a.m. for me.
0: It is? <laughs> I didn't even look at what time it was. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is this in your normal schedule? Or are you just, like, up late?
1: It might as well be. Now, I used to be okay, like, in terms of going to bed at normal time. But now I'm sort of like, okay, well I'm going to bed around these times anyway, so I might as well just stay up and,
0: and do a few things. So. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't even consider what time it was there. We could have. You it's said fine. I'm free all the time. I didn't realize that meant 24 I... hours all the, the day. time.
1: All the time. I have no life.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, Ollie. Well, you're 20, so you can do that kind of stuff. If exactly. I did that, I'd be out for all of May. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, I look forward to the next race. We'll have a nice coverage of that. Maybe we'll get our stuff together and do a little, another look ahead, but maybe not. Maybe we've covered it already. We'll certainly get some shorts out there, Mm. but um, until next time,
1: huh? Yeah.
0: See ya. (laughs)